I was just, you know, you know what is like a a pain in the arse part of being a nerd, right? Okay, is not being able to avoid nerd shit. Yeah, does that make sense? I get what you mean. Like, there is quite a lot of stuff that on all your social media. You like a few nerd things, and you want to keep you want to keep abreast yeah. of all the information and stuff. You don't you don't want to be kept in the dark. If there's a there's a if there's a movie that speaks to your geeky side coming out next week, you want to know about mm-hmm. it, and you want to know who's been cast in that film. But there is a can be a bombardment on social media it's if you're in your geek. Insane. I literally every time I go on like Facebook or Reddit or anything like that, it's just a fucking cacophony of nerd news and i'm sick of it i'm so sick here's brie larson on the set of captain marvel don't care what do you guys think of the don't care (coughs) don't care what the costume looks like i'll see the goddamn movie when it comes out people what month are we we're in january 25th people still fucking Here's a thing in The Last Jedi you didn't think about. Was a bit from The Last Jedi. Here's another thing from The Last Jedi. So it came out over a month ago. No one cares anymore. Stop it. Aye. I'm sick of hearing it. And it's it's almost like this thing of like, I think because so much of my time, well, like so much of my like internet time is spent on that kind of thing. That's what like Facebook and Reddit and stuff fires my way. Aye. And it's like Facebook, it's almost no matter how often you cut the head off the hydra two more <laughs> take its place there's always another news source aye that will find you i unfollowed nerdist the other day yeah which is a big step i feel like okay how long have you roughly been following <sighs> the nerdist definitely since i was in school all right and i unfollowed the nerdist because i was just done with it i was done when i saw them put up another article about like here's the thing about the last jedi and i was like i'm so i'm so over it i was over it the day after it. I was over it by the time I got home from the cinema. <laughs> yeah, I still have to hear about it. It's annoying because, um, like, the stuff like superhero films and geek films, they get um, their news, uh, movie news paused over them in tedious detail. Yeah. Not just who is cast as the minor characters in it, but speculation of who's being cast yeah. as the minor characters of it. And then, like, I sometimes go to the cinema and I'm, like, I'm watching the trailers and I go... Aaron Sorkin's got a new film coming out? Yeah. He's directing yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, And I'm only just seeing the trailer? Man, Madonna? He's got one coming out? Wait a minute, Richard Linklater's um, adapting mm. a book? I want to know about this as well. I get, like, I want to know all of these other things as well. Like, I want to know who um, Richard Linklater's yeah. work. He's working with Kate Blanchett. I want to know that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Why is it all the different things of Kate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok? And I want, I want to see all these other things as well. That's it. There's no time for other stuff anymore. Aye. But I do think it's just because... I, I don't know. I think our side of culture has just boxed itself into where you can literally only talk about this handful of types of movies and nothing else exists well it's because obviously they draw the most numbers in yeah. on like in the box office itself and as a result they draw the most hits in online and a lot of online stuff is all about getting the the hits mm-hmm. like a fucking tedious articles where like, hey i think i will click on that article and it's like this is you have to click next to get the second yeah. part of the article and no, click next and uh like it's a list it's an article of a list but the list is on each one is on a separate page. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Cold. O- I, I, that was an opening that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but it was just right before we started recording. I was on Facebook and someone came up about the Captain Marvel thing and everyone was debating the Captain Marvel costume. And I was like, who cares? Who? And then there was another poll. Who? What's your, oh, rank the MCU movies. Who's a better Star Wars villain? Who cares? Every like, time, I'm so over it. Every time a, a Marvel <coughs> film comes out, it's a re-rank your favorite Marvel yeah. films thing. And it's like, ah. They're all fine. A couple of them are really good. The rest are fine. Aye. Iron Man 3 is the best one. Iron Man 3 The Guardians the movies one. are good. After that, it's all just all right. Aye, it's all right. <laughs> um, I'll... Speculation articles are always entirely pointless when it yeah. comes to that sort of thing. Like, hey... Uh, 
Kurt Russell has just been cast in this Marvel film, and these are a, a bunch of reason uh, mm. people who we think they are, and all these minor characters and things. It tends to not end up being, especially with Star Wars. Star Wars is the way. Star Wars, especially Star Wars, because you've got all that fucking lore shit. You got all that like ex- like what is it the extended extended universe, universe the cat the, the Star Wars canon Legends. stuff, and then uh, a film will be like a film will be coming out or whatever, and people will be like, well, I hear that. I think Laura Dern is going to be playing this character from the extended. She's definitely not gonna. She's one hundred percent not gonna be playing that. She's going to be playing a character they've invented because they're steering clear of that shit. Shut up. (laughs) But then, is there not a part of you that really likes the Last Jedi for that? Because the Last Jedi had that "fuck you" moment where uh, it turns out Ray's parents are no one. The best bit. I've seen so many people debating that that's a bad choice. That's one of the best choices the movie makes. Mm. Is having raised parents be nobodies. Aye. Because it's a, it's like almost a direct F you to every single fan theory yeah. on the internet. And it works for her character because all her character has been interested in... like, Well, not in, not all she's been interested in, but like so much of her life has been just waiting for her family to come back. This family she doesn't even know. Mm. And then to just be told that like they were never coming back. What a fucking gut punch that is. And people are like, oh, but it's not... But it's not Obi-Wan, so like, we needed to be Obi-Wan, like, fuck off. There's people that... <laughs> God so damn it! <laughs> There's people that will still say to me, they'll be like, well, you know, it's not 100% sure, maybe it is still Obi-Wan, yeah. it's not. That's because they're fucking chickening out. Aye. It's because they've all fucking seen the twats online reacted to it they're all like oh no they don't like that idea like we need what when when did everybody have a say in how <laughs> movies are made when did fucking cunty mcballbag on his fucking laptop have a decision in like how a movie is made or how a story should play out like fuck you if you don't like it watch something else <laughs> oh that's so passionate Anyway, that's why that's why I've been continuing to try and take the wheels of this podcast and steer it in a direction that is as far away from all that shit as is humanly possible. Aye. With that said, it's Robbie Burns Night. Happy Burns Night, Daddy. Happy, happy, happy Burns Night. Hey. Cheers. We got a couple of... We busted open a... a, a, a what was it called? A tomatin? Yes. We busted open a bottle of 12-year-old tomatin? Twelve years when it was. Twelve years when it was when it was released. My, mind but you, it's been sitting for fucking a good twenty odd years now. Mind you, is it like when it's when like like when they say uh, a whiskey is aged? It's usually aged in a barrel. Is it aged in the same way if it's just in the bottle? I'm not sure. I imagine it's aged in the barrel and then. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, like does does aging in a bottle have any sort of aging in a bottle is. <laughs> <laughs> Set up, right? Here we go. I've got, I've got I don't set know. Okay, hang on, hang on. Right, okay. Here's I don't know. I don't have yet. anything. I'm just gonna be like aging in a bottle. Is like my sounds like my, like my favorite Weezer album or something like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like we busted that. It's weird, but it was weird because we we almost had like a debate when we went to open it because I'm like, this has been just like sitting unopened for like 20 years in the bottle. Because it was my granddad's, and then when my granddad died, nobody wanted it, so they passed it to my family, and then my family doesn't drink whiskey, so they passed it on to me last year, and it was weird just kind of looking at it, and we were both like, should we open it? And I'm like, special well, enough occasion? Yeah, I'm like, but then what What else is it going to be for? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, if not Burns Night. Because the only other choice we had was Jameson, which is Irish, uh, so that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> So, or Jack Daniels, which is what we're drinking now, which is because I didn't want to add Coke to the good stuff. No. So, uh, so we, we've settled on an American bourbon, even though we've had quite a Scottish night. We have had a very Scottish we, night. We yeah. had haggis, neeps, and tatties. We had Scottish whiskey, single malt, mind, single malt, single malt. We were watching a Scottish film. We did. And, we had uh, haggis, neeps, and tatties. I and. Um, there was tenants on the go. We had tenants. I did read the back of the bottle of Joker that I had. It is, in fact, Scottish. Joker so Scottish. There we good. go. <laughs> um, so we've had a very Scottish night. So what I was trying to say was, in an attempt to yeah to steer the podcast away from the kind of more nerd culture movies, we watched. We went for I think the oldest film we've watched thus far. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, 1949. Probably. I'm pretty sure we have not watched a film older yeah. than that. Yeah, I can't even think. If I we've mean, watched... it's the first black and white film we've watched, so I it... can't think of it if if we've even watched a film that I would even remotely call that old. Yeah, I think probably the oldest up until this point was uh, Night of the Lepus, which was 70s. Yeah, the 70. Yeah. That was 73 because it was before George. Yeah. Now we're in the 40s. Oh, hello. We're taking a step back, Daniel. Aye. And you can call me Daniel because back then I you can know, do it's that. a bit more traditional. And okay, I'll tell you something that someone there, Danny. Oh, it was a rare Bonnie Hall film that was. Don't you agree? Aye. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want to try my Scottish accent. I don't want to offend anyone. Do you, uh, do you want to introduce the podcast in the most Scottish accent that you can do? Oh, I can't do accents. Oh, come on now, son. Go get a wee bash, eh? Oh, um, <laughs> putting the pressure on. Uh, <laughs> fit like people are peopleton. Ha! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Extraordinary. Welcome to the Bonnie Second Opinion Podcast. Ah, the old Second Opinion. I'm your loon, Danny Jones. <laughs> and with me, another Bonnie loon. You don't really say Bonnie loon, but... Bonnie loon, no. Uh, it's a Bonnie Scott... wee lass. Um, Scott Morrison. Ah, the old Scott Morrison here. Just chavin' a while on the old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the dark didn't really have a word for podcast. Yeah, <laughs> What the wireless? Ah, we're just speaking away. Something real that is. Um, mm. The thing with this film, with the whiskey accents, galore. whiskey. Yeah, so we watched Whiskey Galore. Sorry, whiskey yeah. Galore. Fuck. We watched Whiskey Galore, which I think is like a pretty renowned Scottish film. I, I was aware of it vaguely. I'd never actually watched it, but then, like, it made me think: what is like the Scottish films? Like it, it I was thinking about me. that as well. The most Scottish film I could think of in terms of like something that's had a kind of wider reach was like Local Hero. Okay. Because that, I feel like Local Hero is relatively well known. I've not local. seen Local Hero. I, neither have I. Peter Capaldi's in it. The old doctor. Aye. Um, but I know that that, but then again, at the same time, there could just be a chance that because that's such a famous Scottish film, you just hear about a lot. Of... Fucking train spotting. Oh! What the fuck are we talking? What the god? We. <laughs> can't watch the goddamn We forgot about train spotting. It wasn't even like train spotting two came out that long ago. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Another one is Braveheart. Of course. I can't believe I went from local hero for fucking train swatting and Braveheart. I mean, train... I think it's because Whiskey Galore made me think a lot about yeah. local hero. Because it's got, not like, it's not got similar themes, but like, well, I mean, you know, it's got that kind of like, set on a small Scottish island with hmm. the regular folks, you know. Aye. In a way, trying to fight back against the man. The man in this case, not so much being the government, but it's, you know, this one lone soldier who's determined on upholding the law, when really... It's needless. Just turn a blind... Like, it is needless. Just turn a blind eye. Um, do you... Hmm. What were you going to say, sir? Um, nothing. I, I guess summarise the film. <laughs> Whiskey... I was going to say, do you want to, like, summarise the... Whiskey, sum it up as best you can. Whiskey Galore is set during the war mm-hmm. uh, on an island... Which war, Danny? The Great War? Or the other one. I mean, they were both pretty The French great. Revolution? They were both... No, I, all the wars are great. Like, I, I've got a fondness for each one of them. Yeah. Which one? The Second World War Second is this one, one specifically. Do you, what do you think the Second World War got better? <laughs> the, how did the sequel improve on the original? <laughs> I think the villain was more well-defined in the second he one. He was, because I always found that with the first one, I didn't really understand who I was really supposed to be. Because it's, like, bad on both sides. Yeah. Which I guess is it makes it more interesting. But with the second one, there's a real villain to... But it's nice to kind of, yeah, it's nice to really know who your enemy is and mm. kind of, you know, you know who the, the good guys are and who you're rooting for and... So, the characters, I think, are well, more well-defined in the second one. I mean, who was the Prime Minister during World War One? I? I forget. Who was the Prime Minister during World War Two? Big old buddy Churchill, ah, boy. Let me tell you, what a guy was he? Yeah. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Yeah, have you seen that movie yet? No, I haven't. No, neither have I. Uh, it like, looks good. It's like two and a bit hours long. <laughs> so, I already watched a movie about Churchill last year. Um, and he was in The Crown as well. I feel like I've Churchilled out. Uh, I'll see it, though. Yeah, I'll get around to it. You got to see it for Gary Oldman's sake. I went to see Downsizing instead. Aww. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> Spoilers, it's 
fucking atrocious. <laughs> um, so we're on uh, an island in World War Two. It seems to be not too affected by the war, except one thing has run out: whiskey. Yeah, they're no longer getting whiskey in, <clears throat> and there's a a whiskey drought on this island. Boy, uh, are they devastated! <laughs> it yeah, is hilarious. They are depressing. like they. Everyone in the film for that first ten minutes walks around like a child who's been sent to bed without dinner or something. Like, just so, or not even that, because I guess you'd be more stroppy. They're not stroppy. They look, they look like they've just been told that a relative has died. Ah, they're mourning. Everyone's just walking around in shock. Yeah, they're mourning. Mourning the it's loss hilarious. of whiskey. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, but lo and behold, you know, coincidence of coincidences, a big ship transporting five thousand. I think it was more than that. I think it was like. 12,000 or something. 12,000 crates of whiskey uh, crashes um, just off the shore of the island. These people um, make plans to go out and get retrieve the whiskey from the sinking ship. But However, there's only one problem. <laughs> there is a military man whose um, bureaucracy is hell-bent on making sure that they don't profit from this... Uh, catastrophic loss of profits <laughs> it's it's very it's very uh he's been very pedantic about it all he because, is very because the company like writes off like because it's sunk and it's an accident it's clear that the company writes off that that um that stock is lost mm. so you could retrieve it and the company wouldn't miss it because they've already written it off but retrieving it counts as looting yeah which is technically illegal yeah but um this guy's being very strict about it even though Literally, it's like almost like the first ever victimless crime where no one's going to miss it at mm. all throughout the whole company, the people even transporting the whiskey. Nobody's going to miss it. The one guy who hates it, guy that owns the local pub. <laughs> He's not happy at all that this situation's mm. occurring. <laughs> he got his Johnny Walker red label win. <laughs> we, we had a little little moment where it's in the film where you were like, is that Johnny, is that Johnny Walker they're drinking? And I was like, I think it's red label. And there was a pause and you're like, Red label is John. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, he gets. We have um, a tiny little. I have a tiny little. Oh, hello! A tiny little ball of Johnny Walker Red Label here. Yeah, when it's got whiskey. Great podcast Scott's moment. Whiskey. It's you can tell like. Um, Could you uh, tell my dad used to work at an airport? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell like a Johnny Walker Red Label um, because like it's. I don't know if any if you haven't seen it. Um, it's like a Sidewoods label. It's yeah, very bizarre. It's very particular. Up vertically, um, yeah. But the bar gets his legitimately, doesn't he? Because he says yeah, he it's gets through the four the, bottles. Sent he gets over, the four yeah. bottles as part of his ration. The first he's had Which, in two four months. Four bottles. That, there's a lot of people on that island, Aye. and they are all very fucking distraught that they have lost their whiskey. Is four bottles sustaining that many people? Pubs were always spo- like pubs are supposed to be rationed anyway. Like in in London during World War Two, if you were to ask for a pint, you'd be like. Of course, You'd I forget. Just, everybody would throw stuff at you, yeah, right? A, because um, because the war is so not really addressed. No, in the film, so. it's that's almost kind of the point. Oh, the, this though. island, yeah, it seems so removed from it all. Ah, it's, it's almost it's, the point is that this island is very removed from it. Yeah, there's even a joke where they say that the Germans have invaded the island, and it's just laughed off as yeah. ridiculous because it's such a insignificant island. Um, yeah, that's the movie. That's the summary yeah. of the movie. What? Uh, what would you say, Danny? I don't know if you did some Googling. Did you do any Googling? I did a bit of Googling. What would you say, Danny, if I was to tell you that this film is a true story? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't do that much Googling. The SS politician uh, left Liverpool on the 3rd of January, 1941, bound for Kingston, Jamaica, uh, with a cargo including 28,000 cases of malt whiskey. The ship sank off the north coast of Eriski in the Outer Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland and much of the wreck's cargo was salvaged by the island's inhabitants. <laughs> the story of the wreck and looting was the basis for the book and film Whiskey Galore. Oh, right. How That's, crazy is that? That is really Apparently, to this day, people will still find bottles of whiskey washed up on shore and things like that because there is 28,000 bottles of whiskey uh, or cases of whiskey that were in that wreck. Can you imagine anything more Scottish? It's an, r- ridiculous. An, island, an yeah. island whose beach produces bottles of whiskey. <laughs> it's crazy. 
crazy. Do you think it's aging well down there? <laughs> well, that's the age-old question, isn't it? Does it age in a bottle? Does whiskey age in a bottle? Does it age in the bottle? Does whiskey age in the bottle? <laughs> but how crazy is that? Mm. That's a true story. Because like you said, that is the most Scottish thing that could ever Aye, happen. Ever. It's such a... Del- it's, it's, I think that's the film summarised in a nutshell. It's like, it's such a charismatic Scottish yeah. film. Um, it's with- so... Those, those Scotch boys love their whiskey. That's Aye. like... Scots and their scotch. It kind of harkens... I mean, obviously, it's it was shot in the 40s. Aye. So we do some it's not so much that it harkens back oh, to a simpler gorgeous. time. It literally is set Aye. in a simpler time. And it was kind of, like, just really pleasant and, like, warming to watch. Aye. To just, even when there's a war going on, everyone on this island so just wrapped up in their, <laughs> in this ridiculous scenario where it's, like, just this crazy romp where they can just go and get as much whiskey as they want and all they have to deal with is this one like arsehole army sergeant there is one other obstacle in their way god of course god of course uh because when they first find (laughs) they first they they first hear about the the sunken ship and they go to the shore of the island and they're like oh there it is there it is there it is and they're you've never seen like it's for such a small film well i I don't know i presume it's a small film it looks Mm -hmm. like it's a small budget film you've never seen so many men go grab boats (laughs) and they're about to grab these boats and go out and retrieve (laughs) the whiskey from the shipwreck and then someone the the clock tower of the village turns 12 and (laughs) they immediately and then one of them goes it's the day of the sabbath and they all put down their boats and go home because they aren't allowed to do anything. And again, that. that's where they look like they're in mourning. They all just very sadly mope back. To t- and I, well, we better go to church. That's one of my favorite moments. Still on the cliff looking at the signature. Yeah. <laughs> better go to church. And later on, they're st- after church, they're up there stood there in the I same love that. Yeah, when Because they come out of church at the end of the service and there's a conversation that is. Oh, that was a fair long Sabbath service, wasn't it? And he goes, oh, yes. I came out halfway through just to look at the sinking <laughs> ship again. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, I really, really loved Whiskey Galore. Man. I loved I'm it. It's such, a, it's such a fucking charming film. Yeah. It's such a lovely, charming film. Yeah. It really is just like this such innocent comedy that i feel like is very hard to come by these days because everything is kind of more well sort of mainstream comedy i guess anyway is like a lot more shock value and things like that but this is just so fucking Mm. sweet and innocent Ah, and it's it's just these guys is just this hilarious little like oceans 11 scheme (laughs) to like go steal whiskey off a boat and slip past this army sergeant like i love it i think it's because it's comedy that isn't aiming up or down on anyone Mm. like it's it's not victimizing anyone. You're just watching this these bunch of people who the what they want is whiskey. <laughs> they want whiskey, and they're tr- like trying. That's the com- comedy of them trying to get it. Yeah. They don't harm anyone. They don't hurt anyone. And the only person who's in their way is being like deliberately like a dick about yeah. it. So it's just a charismatic, um, charming, such neutral. Yeah. It's kind of neutral. Comedy. It's great. I mean, watching the the three. Because there's one soldier who's left to guard uh, the sinking boat and make sure no one and gets he near. he has previously proposed to a, um, a female on the island. Yeah. He's like he's an English soldier, yeah. soldier isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's proposed to one of the females on the island. Yeah. And he's left to guard it. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, it was even... The, the, so he's left to guard it. Three people decide, well, we need to get rid of him hmm. to, in order to get to the boat. And the way they discuss it is so adorable, where they're like, oh, well, we don't, you know, we don't want to hurt him, we just want to tie him up. And he's like, he's like you know, okay, you 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 hold his neck back, and I'll hold his arms back. He's like, oh, I, I think I'd cause him too much pain holding the neck. I'd rather hold the arms. It's like, you're not holding the arms, you'll take sympathy <laughs> on the man and let him go. And it's like, it's so, like... Yeah, it's so sweet and innocent. Uh, I, I love it. Lovely. Uh, he um, because he pr- he proposes, and he wants to. He's trying to get like the um blessing of yeah, the father, yeah, yeah. and the father's like uh, the father who sort of senses an opportunity, <laughs> um, willing to sell out his daughter for some for whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. 
um, is like it's basically uh, where you can't have a wedding without whiskey. Uh, he's like, well, there's a Scottish tradition that like confirms a, uh, an engagement, uh, but you can't have it without whiskey. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he's like, <laughs> all right, okay. So when they go down to try and tie up this English soldier, they try and jump up and behind him, but they fuck it up. <laughs> and he goes around and he's like, you've not done this that right at all. And I think he, it's he's training them to yeah, be soldiers yeah, as yeah. well. Um, so he's like, no, this is how you you catch me and surprise me. And just lets them and he catch just lets them, them yeah. catch him so he can go get the whiskey. Yeah, it's a it's it really is just kind of a, a sweet little joy. What to a watch film. this movie, yeah. And when they get the whiskey, there's some fun party scenes. There's a lot dancing. of kind of like sort of slapsticky humor as well, Aye. which is kind of fun. Like uh, especially when the boat is things like when the boat is tipping over when they're trying to get the whiskey off it and. The bit that stuck out to me the most was the soldiers firing blanks, or the the men firing blanks at the command post. You know when the 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 soldiers go up to the command post and then they they're like, oh, if these were Germans, you'd start hearing sniper fire, and then all of a sudden all these gunshots go up, and they all duck. He's like, oh, you fools, they're firing blanks. It's like stuff like that. Just, um, yeah, like a lot of that kind of kind of stuff. And like you said, really just. After they get the whiskey, everyone's just having a romp. Aye. Everyone's, and a lot of... So the humor, like, in terms of the places that they're hiding the whiskey and things like that. One of them <laughs> hides the whiskey in his water bottle Aye. and things like that. Like, under a baby. Under a baby, that was a good one. Quick. When they attach them to strings and, like, lower them down drains. And <laughs> At one point, one of my, my favorite shot of the movie, <laughs> I was going to say, my favorite shot of the film was... Uh, when the police sergeant comes round to investigate the guy's house. He tries to look for the whiskey. He tries to look for the whiskey. He can't find it anywhere. The police sergeant leaves... And then the guy's like, oh, that, that's, a, that's a mighty hard job those boys have got themselves there. <laughs> and he turns on the tap and he's literally like filled his fucking, yeah, like sink water system. Tank. Yeah, his yeah. water system with whiskey. And so he just has whiskey on tap. And I'm like, that's such a beautiful moment. A beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. I do like the way this film shot. There's some actually really oh. good shots. I love when they first discover the whiskey. They kind of like they're in the. That was a great shot. Yeah, they go into like the boat and like um, and like it's it's the angle. It's like they they go into the boat and it's the way the whiskey whiskey boxes are yeah. positioned. It's like a a low angle. It looks up on them and you just like you you just as soon as they as soon as you see it, you're like, ah, oh, you've hit the fucking mother yeah. of whiskey, guys. <laughs> You're doing great for yourself. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then when they're on the when they like are lowering the whiskey crates onto the boat, and the boat is just there's like about a hundred crates of whiskey on this tiny little <laughs> rowboat, and there's just this just one space for the guy and his oars to like roar back and stuff. Yeah, it is. In, it is like funny how in sort of older black and white films like this, it's so noticeable when like a green screen is being used or when like a painted Aye. backdrop or something that's being used but uh, there's a couple of words like that but for the most part it all looks like it's genuinely shot on the island i wonder if it is actually shot on the island the said island let's google that that's daniel. a good let's get some googling i'm on. calling you daniel a lot today. i don't know that <laughs> i don't know if i'm really just in like a stern mood Aye. a howard stern mood was shot on the isle of barra ah okay so there we go so totally different Fucking lies. That's what that is. <laughs> Islanders, they're all the same though, aren't they? <laughs> they're all closed dead corner shops on Sundays. <laughs> it's a pain in the fucking arse when that shit happens. Yeah, like, have you been down to England recently? Yeah, they close their, like, sh- stores, like, halfway through Sunday. Tesco shuts at six on a Sunday. What is the world coming to? <laughs> I've got so much to do on a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. It's not the subway here, though. The subway closes at six. Su- which is a... Pain it's a pain in the ass, especially when you don't remember and you go to the subway station and you're like, it's shut. All right, I forgot about this. And now rule. you got like sprint to wherever you're going. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like, look, I don't want to make any big statements. I uh, no, you're not a person to make big opinion. statements. You're not a person to make these big statements. But nobody believes in God anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right? He said, kind of restraint. <laughs> right? Look, all I'm saying is. Look, times have changed. This whole thing stop on a Sunday malarkey. It can't be happening. Especially when I've only got two days off work every week. Saturday and Sunday. I need that Sunday. <laughs> I so need proactive. to get things done on that Sunday. It's weird because it only applies to sort of certain things. Mm. Like most 
the majority of stuff, especially in Scotland, is open all day on Sunday. Yeah, mostly. And even in England, I imagine it's pretty similar. Yeah, but, but the subway is something that is so impactful. <laughs> There's certain parts of town that, like, on a Sunday night, I just can't sort of go to hmm. because I can't get home from there anymore. Frustrating as hell. It's very specific for the subway because no other transport. Like, on transport... Buses on, run, like, sort of in more, less, less frequently. frequently. Yeah. But they even buses don't usually run, like, don't usually stop earlier. Yeah. Not, like, not in Glasgow anyway. I've never had any problems with um, buses stopping earlier or trains stopping earlier or anything mm. like that. It's just that they're less frequent. Mm. Yeah, it's just... I don't understand why you would take such a convenient means of transport <laughs> and make it so incredibly unconvenient, inconvenient for everybody who uses it. Aye. See, when you, when it hits Christmas time and it hits December and they open until 8 on a Sunday? Muy bien, très bien. <laughs> Babella, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm into that. Hmm. I just thought, yeah, this whole sun, it, I don't get it. And the banks are shut. Yeah, tell you what's a fucking pain in the ass, Danny. Go tell on. you what one's a pain in the ass. Tell, how did, tell me how the is. hell did we get onto this? <laughs> I tell you what, this. someone write in and tell us how we got onto this. <laughs> write in PO Box one oh six, the post office, Danny. Yeah, the post office. I work till two p.m. Monday to Friday. Right. Post office shuts at one thirty. <laughs> right? Uh, and it's not open on Sunday. And no it still shuts on at one thirty. My only window, if I need to go to the post office, my only window is before one thirty on a Saturday morning. Danny, I'm getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning every morning. I don't want to get up early on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning's your cartoon morning. It's my cartoon morning. You need you out for your cartoons. So many cartoons I need to watch. <laughs> to catch Foster's up. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Aye, that used to be on. The Powerpuff Girls. And that's back on, yeah. The Mummy Show. Oh, that, yeah, Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. The Cramp Twins. Oh, the Cramp Twins. Remember the little lines around their body? I do. It was odd. Yeah, it was a very strange stylistic choice. I haven't thought about the Cramp Twins in seven years, <laughs> and for some reason that was the cartoon why, that came Why in were they mind. twins, but one of them was a different colour skin? Whoa, daddy. But like, whoa, hey, whoa! But like, Wait, whoa, hey, whoa! Sorry, daddy, <laughs> stop go there. I just, I just think that they are different, so they should be kept different. <laughs> Segregated. Remember, they so used much to said. live next door to a literal swamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they used to live next door to Tony, and Tony was a little troll boy that, like, I remember he had no socks. <laughs> And then the, the Crap Twins. Yeah, mom it was, was like a like, really, really small one. The one quote from the Crap Twins I remember is the mum saying, Bare ankles are the side of a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they lived next door to a swamp. What the very fuck specific. was that show? What was the show of the the French person who got stuck in the Antarctic? Oh, Yvonne of the Yukon? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't like that show when I was a kid. Like, that used to come on, and I was like, nah, I'm not into this. I remember watching it. I do wonder if I went back now if I'd be into it, though, because it kind of seems, like, really weird and feels like something I'd be, (laughs) like, like older me would be into. Amazing. That's us reminiscing about Saturday morning Mm. cartoons. But yeah, all I'm trying to say is, the Sabbath sounds like a pain in the fucking arse. Aye, which stops these guys getting their whiskey. Stops these guys getting their whiskey. It's lucky that the boat's still sinking in the (laughs) process of sinking. Uh, how do we get back onto this film? <laughs> what do we talk about? It's almost... Do you find it... We, we've talked about it before. We've literally had a whole episode where we've talked about how, how we find it more difficult to talk about older films. Yeah. Than we do about newer films. And this is the oldest we've gotten. Yeah. So... But I also think that there's... That this film isn't really sort of... Because, like, you could talk about older films in a more cultural sense. Like, we talked about, what was it? Um, Night, Night of the Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. And we talked about, like, it's, like, political correctness in older films and stuff. And yeah. you can contextualize some sort of stuff in, like, its history. But Whiskey Galore is almost timeless. Like, it almost... Yeah. Like, if you... <laughs> there's nothing really in that that um, would specifically stop you from setting it in, like, the modern day. They remade it. Yeah. We remade it last year with Eddie Eddie Izzard. Izzard. I presume he played the English guy. I would assume he's the the sergeant. Aye. That would make the most sense. Aye. Um, I've not seen it. No, neither have I. I I can't say I want to. But I do want to watch the trailer just to see. Now that we've seen the film, I want to watch the trailer to see, like, what we're dealing with here. What this remake is about. 
Yeah. It's very bizarre, like, but like, it's kind of timeless. So you can't even talk about it in a historic mm. context. But it's I, there's de- obviously there's definitely the way, like, again, film set in nineteen four. Well, it's made in nineteen forty nine. The way sort of women are treated in the film is, yeah, not like it's not bad, but it is in that generic. It is that typical way of like women are very much in the background of this film because not, the men are dealing with things and the men are doing things. And, not the. Uh, Mother of George. Oh, the mother of George is hilarious. Let's talk about how she has an unspoken arc in the movie. <laughs> like the mother of George's arc. So the mother of George. George is getting married. No. Mother of George. Mother of George! <laughs> she does not approve of his choice. Yeah. She, she's she can't have much it. choice on an island, she can She grounds him. He is like a 25-year-old... <laughs> Man who is in the army and she grounds him. How mental is that? She locks him in his room with, with the bread Bible and cheese and bread and, and, and the cheese. Bible. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all the reason the police sergeant is like, "But this is absolutely preposterous." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is. What is going on?" <laughs> but so she really hates that, and then she hates him. The idea of him going out to salvage the whiskey. I do love his confrontation with her halfway through the film, where he comes to her drunk. And it's just like, look, this is what's happening. I'm marrying this fucking girl. And she's like, how dare you? You know, you come to me drunk out of your mind and stuff like that. And as she's giving him this big rant, he just fucking starts playing the bagpipes as loud as possible to drown her out, which is amazing. <clears throat> um, but she gets a little arc where, so they have the engagement party hmm. and everyone's dancing and everyone's pouring whiskey and they pour a whiskey for mother of George and she doesn't drink it. And she stands there. She's very stern. She's very stern looking. And every now and again, the camera cuts back to her. And everyone's having a fun time. But every now and again, the camera cuts back to her. And she's staring at the whiskey. She's having a little stare at it. And then eventually they cut back. And she's smiling. And she's having a little jig and a little dance. And, and the camera pans back. And the whiskey's gone. And you're like, yeah! The glass is empty! Mother of George is getting on it! <laughs> Knocked one back. Uh, but that's great, though. It's great that she has, like, a little... Aye. This little Well, there you go. Arc. It's like, um... The uh, one of the sort of antagonists in the very loose sense of the word gets like a it's almost too much to say a redeeming arc as much as just like a it's funfully uh, like joyfully enjoined ba- uh, sorry try that again That's joyfully right. rejoined back into the fun of it all, yeah rather than like oh she's gonna go off over there and she's gonna have to think about what she's yeah. been doing to yeah, this yeah. Uh, her poor son she's just like back in the fun she's had a she's not mm. back a whiskey she's having a laugh mate but the way the way that like the men speak to women that they are what's what word would you use courting <laughs> like courting what's a it's great just, word it's just it's like when he's like he's talked to this woman who he's known for like a month and he's like oh will you marry me and she's like oh I don't know about that and he's like how many other men have asked you to marry you and it's like what but is this just the way everybody just fucking dealt with shit back in the day after a month they're just like look you want to just hunker down will this do <laughs> does anyone else ask us Tim, Tim's you been asking hunker, me huh? you know what I mean it's weird man it's hmm. fucking weird it's very different yeah what do you think right 1940s right I'm in 1940 I'm a, I'm a young chap in 1940 everything's exactly the same right but they've got tinder <laughs> people would just be getting married left right and center yeah it'd be madness but imagine that because everybody just got you know you're on your little island it's not much choice it's like three women and 80 men all fighting over the women all right but if you three t- women you're not related if you to. bring tinder in the mix oh what's that we bought right away i can be hanging out with old josie <laughs> down at mr o'neill's farm Swipe. <laughs> Swipe which way? ASL. ASL. Age, sex, location. I know. What, I know what it means. Yeah, I think that's amazing for a 1940s person. ASL. 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 What? Fourteen. Great. Perfect. Well, what you saying there, love? What say we get ourselves together for a few cigars? <laughs> um, I think it'd be. I think it would have been crazy because hmm. it wouldn't have been like oh let's go get like a drink it would have been like let's go get let's go grab some bottles of whiskey and go get married see what's happening I, think it would yeah, have been it would have been I would love to take like different time periods and just drop 
Tinder. elements from now. <laughs> Not necessarily Tinder, but just like an element from now into then. Tinder is a good one, though. Well, that's Snapchat. What, Snapchat what Snap- was the next one I was going to say. I was what say era Snapchat. would you drop Snapchat into? <sighs> Civil War. <laughs> Why? Just, you know, you're all kind of you, your buddies are getting sent off to different places to fight. You want to keep up to date. <laughs> like every war. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> Just, amazing. Okay, anyway. <laughs> amazing reason. Anyway. What did you, did you like the, I feel like there isn't really any characters other than the sergeant. Does that make sense? What do you mean? I felt like all the sort of townspeople blended together a little bit they can do there and are the, some I, that have a bit more yeah well obviously others, there's but... so you know there's george and his mum, <laughs> mother of george mother of george. um like they they sort of have character but Bye. for the most part a lot of the townspeople are just kind of interchangeable the only real character that i felt you could kind of grasp was the army sergeant hmm. because he is kind of and he also felt a bit like not larger than life, but definitely a lot more sort of charismatic and animated than ev- like a lot of the other people in the film. I guess because he is almost like a stranger in a strange land because mm. he's an Englishman in a, on this tiny Scottish island. Um, I liked him a lot, though. He I was, it was a lot of fun, especially even it as a villain. Yeah, yeah, because he does get that kind of, yeah, he's got that like superiority complex kind of thing, but he's very pompous and like, well, I'm not going to let these, this riffraff get a hold of that whiskey. And they just outdo him so easily. Like, Aye. Even his wife's like, who does it matter if they get yeah. a few bottles of whiskey? Um, but he's adamant. No, 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 they can't get that. Uh-huh. Um, no, I think he's a lot of fun. I like. I think it's fun to watch him be outsmarted. Um, like the the man versus bureaucracy and all of that. It's, it's um, fun. If you're going to put a villain in this sort of film, it's so much... Um, as I say, like kind of neutral comedy, mm. not punching up or punching down, to just put a man who's entirely is like tediously stuck to bureaucracy. He's part of the system um, to extent where even the system's like, come on, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Did you think it was funny um, when at the beginning the boat shows up that's supposed to have whiskey on it, and they all fucking gather <laughs> at the boat? To see to find out if they've got whiskey or not, and I said to you, I was like, it's like in Mad Max Fury Road when all the people are waiting for, uh, what's he called, fucking Immortan Joe to like drop the water on them. <laughs> yeah, it's very like that. Do not give in to the whiskey, my brothers. <laughs> if there was only one bottle, they'd be a, it'd be a horrible scene. Yeah, it'd be horrific. It'd be it's funny how uh, the end of this movie does end in a car chase. Yeah. A little bit Fury Road going on there. <laughs> Chasing down, you know, the truck full of whiskey. Aye. Aye. Um, but yeah, sorry, you wanted to talk about how he met his end, how the, the sergeant met his end. Um, met his end is dramatic. Well, yeah, but you know, like, yeah. Aye, he like how he got his comeuppance, I guess. I like that he phones, is it... Where does he phone? he phone? Oh, yeah, he phones, the, like, the higher up. Uh, he phones the And he's I like, phone. we need to do something with the higher up. Just, can you get me some whiskey? Aye. <laughs> and so they're, they're about to take the whiskey from the sinking ship. And it's like, no, I can't save you some. Yeah. Um, but he he's there to sell ammo or yeah. take ammo or something. It's a little bit... Un- I was a little uh, bit... Well, like, that, yeah, I, think yeah. It, I think it's explained. I just don't think it's the most I think it might be explained in that opening kind of 10 minutes, which, outside of the whiskey-related stuff, is a little bit like who who's talking about what and what's happening? Right, because like they're hiding the whiskey from this guy, and they hide it in an ammo box, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's there to sell or to deport ammo, yeah. and like he's come with the wrong ammo, and he doesn't want to transport with explosive ammo, and it's kind of like it's probably one one of the more sort of dull parts of the film that you kind of skip over, but the, this guy is this sergeant is just on this island for yeah. ammo related reasons. And he wants to bring back officials to the island, so he goes and takes the ammo over. But what he doesn't know, he just the way he doesn't know Scott Morrison, oh, is that in the, in those ammo boxes, some of them contain the stolen whiskey. Ooh. And at the end, when he comes back with the officials, and he just can't find any whiskey anyway, he just can't, like, they, he just can't find it anywhere. Yeah. He has a little phone from the superiors, like, can you care to explain why some of the stolen whiskeys and the stuff you've delivered? <laughs> yeah. 
It was good. It was a good, like, satisfying kind of Aye. end to him where he's truly been bested. Aye. It was nice. Was it even Was it even deliberate? Was it an accident that they just put it in there? I would assume it was an accident. It does seem relevant because they do linger on that shot for a wee yeah. while longer than most. Oh, when she's putting the... Bar- when, the and the yeah. whiskey and the ammo. What do you think about the moral lesson of the film at the end? The very uh, <laughs> yeah. It I really like hits you with a really it's bizarre quite... moral lesson. We really have to spoil this movie, but we spoil every movie that we talk about in here. We uh, hope that people watch. Uh, you... So many people tell me that they don't watch the films we talk about when they listen to this podcast. It's, and I'm like, it's kind of bizarre. I find that so strange. But then uh, I guess our listenership would probably be caught, cut almost fully if that happens. Especially <laughs> recently. Yeah. Yeah, because we've been getting fucking nicher and nicher. Hmm. This really is just a podcast for me and you, Danny. <laughs> My ideal audience for this podcast is me and you. <laughs> yes, nailed it. The demographic is nailed. <laughs> um, but I love uh, the end. Talks about how they drank up all the whiskey. Hmm. And then because of that, prices of whiskey went up. And then they went up. And they went up and up. Until nobody on the island could afford whiskey. And so everyone was sad and depressed again and everybody nobody lived happily ever after except for the two people on the island who don't didn't drink whiskey to begin with they had a great time and that's the moral of the story the film literally the, the, the voiceover literally says yeah and what's it I think something like that um, in the, I get perhaps it, there's like, a moral to be taken moral, yeah that the only people who are happy were the people who didn't whiskey and you're like yeah. it's quite a, it's such a bizarrely hard hitting lesson for a film about getting hold of yeah. whiskey to then go at the end well the only people that are happy were the people who didn't drink it what the fuck are people on those islands doing if they're not getting rat arsed every single night <laughs> like you think about it like what are you doing over okay you're over there let's say you're working let's say i don't know you fucking you right. run you're you're growing vegetables okay i'm growing my that's vegetables. your job Root or like root, you know, whatever. Root <laughs> that wasn't a sigh at you. That was a. I was try. I was getting bored by my own like fantasy. <laughs> I'm saying that I'm growing root vegetables. Okay. Right. Sure. And you're say you're like selling that off to the mainland or whatever. Yeah. Keeping some for myself. It's my 1949. Okay. The fuck else are you doing? Oh, mon, mon, Danny. Let's go see Logan. Nah. <laughs> No, it's a not. hasn't been invented yet <laughs> B there's definitely not a cinema on this fucking island like oh let's like go down to the arcade or like uh, like I don't know what else do we do in our free time well I know what I'm doing this afternoon let's go to the Chinese takeaway I'm going down to the Bank of Scotland to sort out my affairs <laughs> that's every afternoon every weekday you're, like if you're living on one of these islands you're getting fucking tanked every goddamn night on good whiskey Good scotch whiskey. <laughs> like, no wonder they're all bummed out. And no wonder they, it's like, 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 I feel like everyone should be looking down their noses at the people who don't drink whiskey on that. Because, like, <laughs> don't fucking think you're better than us. Uh, like, I've lumped myself in with it. <laughs> you, if you were on that island, you'd be right up there in the ship. I would be. I'd be like, where's the whiskey? Damn you, Hitler! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else, everybody. I mean, you could go and catch lobsters for a while, I suppose. Oh. Go to the church, say hi. To you God. fucking oh what? Oh, I'm gonna push this hoop down the road with a stick. Like, what do you fucking do? Like, who cares? <laughs> but like, people didn't know any better. No, like that's all. Oh, God, I'm being such a fucking ignorant twat. Right? I mean, it's like, like fucking, it just sounds so boring. Where was the internet connection? Like, oh, like, fucking, it's a bit, oh, chuck on the wireless. They put on the wireless. It's like, oh, the same fucking, like, big band orchestral music that plays every time someone puts on the wireless. Great. And then we'll just fucking sit around and wait for, like, Churchill to come on and be like, we're, 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 we're having fun at war. And it's like, it's like, it <laughs> that's just... one of his most famous speeches. <laughs> I'm glad you're having, having fun at aye, war. That's actually one of my favorites, if I'm honest. <laughs> that's what the king speaks about, isn't it? That's like... <laughs> but yeah, like, I'd be bummed out as well. I mean, I'd be fucking bummed out if, like, fucking, what, they had, in America, remember when they had a a prohibition? Yeah. (sighs) What's that about? Even Churchill had good sense when he went to visit America during prohibition. He fucking took his own stash with him. He took a doctor's note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it. um, um, Saying that he um, medically needed alcohol. Yeah. Like, (sighs) it's a sad existence without it, Danny. Do you think... Right, here's a question. Right, okay. Okay. Hit me with it. 
Right, <coughs> root vegetables. People, <laughs> there's no vegetables in this one. People say, you know, I, and I, I found this as well. Like, right. people say, you know, you, you, when you're a kid, time, you perceive time as slower because you've lived less of it. Hmm. So, you know, a year feels like much more time. Whereas now that we're sort of 24, it feels a lot quicker because we've experienced more years. And so, like, our year as being a 23-year-old is just a tiny little percentage now mm. of our of the grand scheme of things. And that's why we perceive time as quicker. Yeah. I think it's because when we're children, we're not allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> so the years are long. <laughs> Whereas when you're like when you're in your when you hit 18 and you can start drinking, away it goes. Time just <laughs> just evaporates into fucking thin air because you are just tanked up all the time. Because it just makes life so much more fun. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, you were a kid and like you were super excited for Christmas mm. and then Christmas ended and you unwrapped all your presents and you'd got all your toys and you were like, it's a long time till next Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now toys. it's not. No, now you're now um, I finished Christmas and like I'm not even worried about Christmas. Christmas will come around really quickly. Yeah. I have like such vivid memories of the past sort of three Christmases hmm. because of how close they feel like they've happened recently. I have vivid memories of this Burns night last year. Yeah, like we cooked it. We did the same thing. We did. We cooked it in my old flat. Did like, we do a second opinion that time? I, oh, now that's a big question. <laughs> not vivid enough. Not vivid enough. Clearly, <laughs> but yeah, I think. I do wonder if a lot of that has to do with and because so I brought that up at work the other day. I brought up that this this was my thoughts, was that alcohol had a lot to do with it. Mm. And uh, my friend Archie is, uh, he's a Muslim, but so he's not, because of his religion, yeah, he's not he a drink. drink. But during his 20s, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just drank anyway. <laughs> so he was like, during his 20s, and so we're talking about this, and he's like, oh, I'll tell you something, Scott, you're onto something there. Because see my 30s? Fucking hell, I thought they were never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> he was like, he's like, oh, my thirties and forty. He's like, he's in his forties now. I think he's forty-four or something like that. He's like, oh man, thirties and forties just so slow because I'm not drinking anymore, no going to the dancing and anything like that. Just oh, you just sit in front of the fucking TV all the time. And I was like, you're really selling it to me, aren't you? I feel like that's the most the... Scottish thing yeah. on this podcast right now. The idea of a. Um, person with that thicker scotch accent yeah. that you've given to them i don't know yeah. if it's true, but you've given this this person scotch accent saying that life is slow yeah. when you're not drinking I love and it. Dancing. he says because he talks about how like a lot of his because a lot of his friends haven't sort of uh like gone back to the the rules of the religion and things like that and still drinking he sounds so envious envious of them when he talks <laughs> about it um i need to ask him why it was that he decided I should I should question that. I should question like if you if you're so annoyed by it, like what made you go? You know what made you return to like following the, that like that specific set of rules and stuff. Aye. I'd be curious. I'll tune tune in next time and I'll have a report. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's whiskey eagle, or I guess is there much more to say? I don't think so. I think we've kind of just ruined every aspect of the movie. Uh, it's still worth Everyone. checking out. It's such a charismatic, charming definitely. movie. Definitely. And, like- and you know what? It definitely. You know what it lacked? But in a good way. Is like... I don't know about you, but sometimes I find what when, when I watch like older movies, like really older movies, like they do not understand pacing yeah. at all. Like Bond especially. Bond is very guilty of... Oh, Mr. 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 Bond, there's a phone call for you. Well, I'll be right there, Miss Moneypenny. And then he stands up and you have to watch like a two minute long sequence <laughs> as he just walks through like a series of corridors to get mm. to a phone. And I'm like, oh, this movie's two hours long. Like that was edited so concisely, which I feel like I really like appreciated the film more because of that. It's an hour and twenty minutes. Mm, it's it is not a long film. Like over and done before you know it. Um And I think, yeah. I think in just that sense, it shows like clearly that uh, what does it show? I guess it shows more that there there's like genuine like filmmaking talent behind it. Aye. And not just this kind of studio like Aye. 
we're putting together a film and it has to be this long and it has to be like this and so let's just have them walk down a corridor to talk to somebody and pacing's really badly like clearly these people understood kind of the language of comedic cinema Aye. long before there kind of was a language which that is really interesting cool. yeah yeah, it's got quite a contemporary pacing. Yeah, it really ah. does. There was, there's nothing in that film. I that in there's none in that film. I don't think needs to be there. Hmm. Um, so like I don't, I, I yeah, think yeah. doesn't need, doesn't to, be need to be there. Sorry, yeah, like it's very, very concisely edited, and I, I kind of appreciate it a lot for that, which is good. Good, good job, whiskey galore. Check out whiskey galore. I'd, I think even with like spoiling the story, I think it's worth it for like there uh, the townspeople the actual like yeah we can only we can't do it justice yeah like it's just a delightful film it's a film you can watch with your granddad yeah bloody granddad your granddad will love it because he'll tell you about the time (laughs) when he was oh i'll tell you something something laddie when i was yeah 60s are long when you have to to work at the old post office on the isle of barbuchan and we would sit there day in, day out, and we'd watch the ferries come in with whiskey on board. And, oh, I'll tell you something, laddie, this brings me back to my youth. Oh, yeah. wouldn't that be a nice bond? Wouldn't that be a nice with moment granddad? with your granddad? Get if a whiskey. If your granddad is still kicking about, get a copy of Whiskey Galore, go around his house, be like, granddad, let's fucking do this. My granddad's very English. Yeah. Or like, he's English. Yeah, he it. Huh? I think he'd hate it. He likes whiskey and he likes... Oh, Scottish Daddy, whiskey. why you brought his fucking piss round? <laughs> he fucking pulls out his Glock and says... <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said he was English, not a gangster. <laughs> I just assumed. I don't know. I just assume whenever people say their granddad's English, I'm like, I oh, must be a gangster then. What else were they doing back in old-timey England? Same as the island. Fuck all. Fuck all. Drinking. I think that rounds off our Robbie Burns night. Yeah. And I guess that's technically the sort of first-ish episode of 2017? 18, sorry. 2018. What year is this? The first, like... Why? (laughs) Our first movie-based one. Like, like the last two were... uh, obviously, the, the yeah. round up to 2017. So this is us, yeah, on track for We're 2018. Back. What I think is fun as well is like we, we kind of like have a list of films that we intend on tackling, but then ev- like almost every time we come to record, <laughs> we end up just like grab it, something else just grabs our attention, and hmm. we're like, let's just do this instead. Like this, we decided on this morning, Aye. or I was like, let's do whiskey glory. Yeah, I woke up this morning like, like, what sort, what film are we gonna do? Yeah. But I think it's yeah, I think it's kind of fun that we keep having these plans, and then it's like, oh, well, we could just, but we can just do this like weird fucking movie instead. And Aye. And that'd be cool. But I'm definitely excited. We managed to put out 24 episodes last year, which is ex- the exact amount. Yeah. We did not miss a beat, even though I was away for six weeks. That's really impressive. It's impressive, yeah. And so if we could keep that up again this year, then like, I'd say we've got 24 episodes. Of fun and shenanigans ahead of Aye. us. And our favourite listeners will be listening. Us. <laughs> exactly, us. <laughs> I'll have to listen to the bits I marked down that need edited and nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess until next time. Aye. Even though this is coming out a week after, Robbie. Yeah, Burns, like so it is kind of a weird. Maybe next year, if we're still doing this next we'll year, we'll time it right. right. We'll actually time it. For we it could to have recorded. Yeah, we if we'd thought ahead, we would have recorded one last week, but we just didn't. It didn't occur to me that Aye. like it was kind of a hey, we're recording Robbie Burns night. Oh, that's like Scottish fun film. for us, but like yeah, like not yeah. You can appreciate Scottish films all year round. You can appreciate whiskey galore. Exactly. Watch Isn't whiskey pussy galore. galore a Bond film? That's a Bond girl. Yeah. Just because it's talking about Bond a second there. Uh. All comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, enjoy your JK Simmons, yeah. everyone. Uh, you can oh, you can get us oh, on off. Uh, Facebook or Twitter. What my like opinion, uh, Second with a two. Uh, if you have Twa. any Scottish films that we've stupidly uh, missed. I mean, we missed Trainspot and Braveheart. Um, I like Last King of Scotland. It's set in Africa. Ah, it doesn't count. But I like Last King of Scotland. James McAvoy's good in that movie. He's good in that so movie. So is Forrest Whitaker. He's very good. Fucking twitchy eye. Um, 
<laughs> any Scottish films we've missed, let us know. Uh, enjoy your JK Simmons. Enjoy your JK. Eat your JK Simmons, everyone. Have all the. Have, oh, sorry. I'm a third whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye.